1: Greeny with Mike
2: Greenberg, the podcast.
0: We are really starting to look forward to not just the games this weekend, but maybe making a little money from the games this weekend, too, as we oh, yeah. often do. It is Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Kenty, the Bengals are five-and-a-half-point underdogs in Buffalo. That number feels a little bit heavy with how these two teams are playing right now. Am I wrong to suggest that?
2: No, it's a little bit rich. I'm with you on that front. It's a little bit rich. But that's why they play the games, Colin.
0: Yeah, yeah. And certainly the Bengals are not feeling like anybody's underdogs right now. I think there is – I mean, you are hearing – I don't want to say whining, but you are, are hearing some of the Bengals talk about the fact that they're playing this game on the road and they would have had a chance, uh, you know, to potentially play this game at home, uh, depending on what the outcome of that Monday night game would have been had it been played. But they are in this situation, and it's certainly a situation they should be very familiar with. Here's Joe Burrow on, well, the very thought of being an underdog.
1: Yeah, it's always... I always enjoy going on the road. It's... Uh just you and your guys feels like it's you against the world. And that's, that's where we like to be. Do you feel like an underdog going into this game? I never feel like an underdog.
0: See, I, I, I the more I hear the guy, the more I love him. Yeah. Honestly, when you just the impunity with which he said, I never feel like an underdog.
2: Well, Carlin, that kind of <laughs> confidence permeates throughout the locker room though, right? Like, you oh, were you your quarterback so. who's the leader of the team. Quarterback is a leadership position by nature. Like you want, him to have that confidence because if the rest of the guys in the locker room see that this guy is unfazed by whatever the outside world is talking about, their expectations should be going into this matchup, then that helps the coaching staff set the right tone to go out in Buffalo and pull off the upset.
0: Well, Canty, for more on the Bengals in this matchup, we welcome in one of their all-time great wide receivers, T.J. Houshmanzada, who joins us right now. You can follow him on Twitter, at Housh84. And, and T.J., we appreciate a few minutes. It's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. We're in for Greeny today. So let's just start here. Uh, When you have a quarterback with the swag that Joe Burrow has, what does that do to everybody else in that locker room?
3: I mean, you your confidence is always at an all-time high, especially when you're winning. Now, when, when you have some adversity, you, you still believe in yourself, but it's a little doubt here and there. But the way that he has come to the Cincinnati Beagles and come into the National Football League and played consistently really good football pretty much every game he's been in, you feel you always have a chance. It doesn't matter the score, it doesn't matter who you play it, Every game you go into, you feel like genuinely we have a chance to win it. And so when you have that type of confidence, it doesn't matter what's going on during the game. You feel because he's under center, we always have a chance.
2: Hoosh, I know a lot is made of the wide receiving core, and rightfully so because all of those guys are ballers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. How does that group compare to the core that you guys had in the 2000s with Ocho Cinco, yourself, and Chris Henry?
3: Man, I'm get that question so many times, and I'll be honest, man, um, I'm, I'm a realist. I, I'm always going to go with us, but but if they're better than we were mm. because they're doing it at such a young age. Um, they're going to the playoffs. They're winning games. They've made it to a Super Bowl. And so just from that aspect alone, I mean, there's really no comparison if – I take myself out of it. And Chad. You know, me and Chad played together in college. I've been knowing Chad a long time, but what those guys are doing and the way they're playing, they're better than what we were.
0: TJ Houshmandzadeh, former Bengals wide receiver, joining Canty and Carlin on the ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Joe Burrow said last week that as long as he is in Cincinnati, the championship window is open. Do you agree?
3: Hey, and when he said that, tell me you didn't believe him though. Tell me when the way he said it so yep. matter of fact. It was like, damn, all right, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> we <laughs> all, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, and so, and, and that goes back to the first question you asked me. It's that confidence. It's that belief that he has in himself. I have no choice but to uh, roll with it. And, and so, when he says that, you you believe it. I believed it, and, and that's why each and every year. And football is the ultimate team game. You need 11 guys operating on the same wavelength and and, and trying to accomplish a goal. But when, when he says that, it permeates through the locker room and is very believable.
2: Hoosh, when we dig into this matchup with the Bills on Sunday, one of the things that's going to be front and center is the concerns for the Bengals on the offensive line. You're going to have three starters out because of recent injuries. Jonah Williams, of course, the left tackle going out in the wild card game. How is that going to impact the Bengals' offense and the team's overall strategy and how they pull off try to pull off the upset uh, in Orchard Park?
3: I mean, it should impact them. Now you don't know Jackson Carmen will be the left tackle. He was drafted fairly high. You know, as backups, you get an opportunity, and you either sink or you swim. I was a backup once upon a time, and I'm sure when my opportunity came, oh man, Peter Warwick is out. Who's this? Who's this? I took advantage of it, and so. If you want to be a player in this league, when you get your opportunity, you take advantage of it. And so that's what it's going to boil down to. If those guys are competitors, if they want to have a long career in the league, they're in the playoffs, you're going to get an opportunity, you take advantage of it. And if they don't, of course, Zach Taylor and that coaching staff, they'll have to help those guys out. Um, But it's going to be a tough task. Buffalo's a really good team. And unfortunately, what happened to DeMar Hamlin, they finished that game. The way that game was going, it looks like that game would be being played this weekend in Cincinnati and not Buffalo. But it don't matter where you play. It's 100 yards long, 52 yards wide. you got to go play football.
0: How would you feel about that if you were in that situation that, yes, you do have to go play, but it it very well could have been in Cincinnati?
3: I mean, when, when you look at the way the NFL was uh, changing the rules along the way, the Bengals had lost to the Ravens in the last regular season game. It's a coin flip. Oh, that's bias against the Bengals. Then why would it be a neutral site for the AFC Championship game if the Bills and the Chiefs play? Um, it's just a lot of things don't make sense. But at the end of the day, just just go win. If you go win, it kind of just shuts everybody up. I'm sure the players have thought about it, but you you don't have time to worry about that. But you got a good football team that you got to play this Sunday. A lot of preparation that goes into that. That's what you need to worry about. Let everybody else, ourselves, talk about uh, these type of things.
2: Hoosh, I know we're still in the offseason. I mean, we're still in the postseason, but this offseason, the first order of business for this organization will be locking up Joe Burrow to a long-term contract. Now, you're seeing a division rival in the Baltimore Ravens have issues with locking up Lamar Jackson, and there's arguments going back and forth about the guaranteed money because of the Deshaun Watson deal. My question to you would be, if you're responsible for making a decision about Joe Burrow's contract and Joe Burrow insists on having a fully guaranteed deal, making him the highest paid player in the NFL. Would you have any reservations about doing that deal with this quarterback?
3: Nah, none whatsoever. He gives you a chance. I actually got two uh, things of business with the Bengals. I got to, uh, I'm going to get ahead of this. I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to sign T Higgins this off season as well. Mm. I got to be proactive. I'm signing T Higgins. He's important to this team. He he does a lot to the this team. And so, you want to be good for a long time, when you draft guys and you develop guys and they show you their players, you re them. You don't let those guys go to another team after you develop them. You put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in getting these uh, guys better. And so, when I have a reservation about giving Joe Burrow a guaranteed contract? Absolutely not. But I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to get T. Higgins right along with it. Now, it won't be guaranteed, but he will be signed long-term with the Bengals.
0: T.J. Hushmanzada, former Bengals wide receiver with Canty Carlin, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, T.J., last one for me. What would concern you the most this weekend when it comes to the Bills in this matchup for the Bengals?
3: Oh, I mean, the Bills are good. Like <laughs> Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, Russo, Ed Oliver, Tredavious White, Milano, I mean, Poyer. The Bills have a good team. That environment, that atmosphere, is, as they call it, Bills Mafia. And so you're going into hostile territory, and you're going into hostile territory with a bunch of guys on the other side of the field that can play the game of football. Um, Naheem Himes has become a revelation late in the season of with his special teams play and returning these kicks and punts. And so it's not going to be easy. The crowd is going to be loud. It's going to be cold. But at the end of the day, the team that makes the most plays and the least mistakes will win the game.
2: Talking with former Bengals wide receiver T.J. Huchmanzada on Greeny. And, Housh. the last question for me. I was on the 2007 Dallas Cowboys when the New York Giants rolled into town in the divisional round and beat us on their way to winning the Super Bowl. Now, they said after the game that one of the motivating factors was Jerry Jones printing NFC Championship game tickets and having them up for sale prior to the divisional round game. Now, as it turns out, that's exactly what the Buffalo Bills are doing for their team. They're going to get an allotment because if they win, the AFC Championship game would be held on a neutral site um, if everything holds chalk with the Chiefs. So my question to you would be, could that be something that motivates you going into this matchup against the Bills? Or as a Bengals player, is it much ado about nothing?
3: I mean, it just kind of makes you shake your head a little bit. Like, really? Y'all really going to overlook us? Now, if this game, as this game is being played, and Chris, you know, I talked a little trash during my day during the game. Um, oh, for sure, man. Oh, they they sure. would better hope. <laughs> they better would hope we weren't winning this game um, in the fourth quarter, and it looked like we were going to win because I show will let I will let the players know, and I will let the coaches know. Like I'm on a sideline talking crazy, um, but ultimately, if that motivates you to play harder, something is wrong. You win this game, it's another step to where you're trying to go and what you want to do. And so you may think about it, you may say something about it and a question is asked, you think about it a little more, but being in this position is just motivation within itself. And so, yeah, I'm sure they'll talk about it here and there, but you motivated man. We all self motivate at this point, man. And whatever that self motivation may be, you gotta go get it. They're gonna prepare the right way regardless.
0: TJ, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game this weekend.
3: Man, I appreciate it. You guys need to. I'm going to just call y'all the C's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Always good to talk to you, Hoosh.
0: (laughs) TJ Hoosh Manzada, former Bengals wide receiver. Follow him on Twitter at Hoosh84. Gave you some great stuff right there on that whole scenario. And, you know, Chris, I'm thinking about it. I'm not afraid to sit here and already call Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I know it's two and a half years here, and I know what Boomer Esiason did in his career. Yeah, he got an MVP out there. so He, he does, he does, but we are right there. And if you're telling me i got to pick one of the two guys, I, I, I love Boomer, uh, and he was very, very good, but Burrow is Burrow's just next level to everybody. He really is. And, yeah, and I mean with mean, confidence.
2: I mean, Carlin, he's on a gold jacket trajectory. I don't think that's hyperbole. Like, that's how no. good Joe Burrow is. I mean, he, he always gives you a chance no matter who you're playing against. I mean, think about it. Playing against Josh Allen, playing against Pat Mahomes, playing against Lamar Jackson, are you worried that Joe Burrow can't get it done? No. I mean, no. You're, never, you're never going to be at a deficit when it comes to your quarterback. So when you have a guy that's in the conversation for best in the game at that position – Then you got to lock him up. You got to pay him. And you heard Hoosh. He would have no reservations about giving Joe Burrow a fully guaranteed contract if that's what Joe Burrow wants.
0: And I think it probably is. And he should get it. And it'll be. I'll tell you, it will be good to see the Cincinnati Bengals actually cough that up for once, given the history of that organization. Yeah, they don't like to spend money. No, they don't. Mike Brown
2: is tight with that wallet. They don't like to spend money. But they're going to have to because they've hit on a lot of draft picks.
0: Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Up next, Canty believes Jimmy G, not the only 49ers quarterback who's going to be on the move this offseason. That's next. He'll explain. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
4: Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had,
5: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Canty and Carlin in
0: for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, there's a little bit of breaking news this morning, and that involves the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. He has been fired by the Bucks after the last uh, run here that they have had after this season. Canty, I, I'm sorry. Like Byron Leftwich does not deserve the blame for what happened with the Tampa Bay Bucks this year on their offense when they could not run the football. They had no healthy offensive line. This was, this to me is just completely scapegoating. Maybe it's a sign that, uh, they are headed in another direction or Brady's headed in another direction because obviously he got along pretty well with them. I- I'm sorry. I think this feels wrong.
2: So they fire the Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, and they pin this this underwhelming season on him. But they keep the Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator in Todd Bowles when he's proven that he can't do the job. He's, no, he's literally shown coach. Us they're not going to move on from him with shown, a five year deal. Yeah, but I mean, he's literally shown us in a five season sample size, including his tenure with the Jets, that he's not a good NFL head coach. See, this I don't is under, I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, I I I understand. Like it, it feels like the Jets were just a a very very easy excuse for Todd Bowles and his record. Oh well, it was the Jets. Mm-hmm. No, dude, no. He went ten and six his first year, and he went fourteen and thirty four after that. Fourteen and thirty four.
2: Carlin, I still can't get the poor clock management in the Cleveland Browns game out of my head. I can't get the fake punt botch that we saw in the game against the Cincinnati oh. Bengals when they had, what, a 17 nothing lead? I can't get those things out of my head, and those are direct reflections on the head coach.
0: That ain't got nothing to do with Byron Leftwich, man. Hey, nothing hey, at all. Think about this. A top three scoring offense in three of his four seasons as offensive coordinator, and the one season he wasn't was this year with everything that happened to them.
2: I mean, uh, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It feels like this is another situation similar to what we saw with the Chargers earlier this week when the Bucks brass decided to shoot a hostage in order to save the head coach.
0: County, you know, I, listen, I don't know if he would go there because I think there will be plenty of suitors for him right away. If I were the Jets, I would be all over Byron left, which why wouldn't right? you be you Why wouldn't you all be all over him? Why wouldn't you be?
2: This guy oh has shown that he can make it work if he has a quality quarterback and they have the requisite pieces on the offense. And the New York Jets fit the bill. I mean, I know it's a big if, but if Makai Beckton comes back healthy and Elijah Vera Tucker come back healthy, you have a solid offensive line. You have the skill position players with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. You've got all of those pieces in place. All you need is the quarterback and a guy to put it all together in your offensive coordinator, and away you go. The Jets are ready to compete at a high level next year if they figure out who their quarterback is going to be and who their offensive coordinator is going to be. And Byron Leftwich has shown that he can adapt his system to fit whatever quarterback is going to step in there. So I, I just, it seems like this is. A match made in heaven which probably means it won't happen (laughs) but if you're the new york jets this should absolutely be one of the trees that you're barking up to try to find your offensive
0: coordinator it's canty and carlin in for Greeny on espn radio presented by progressive insurance if you're looking for a career path with flexibility great pay and benefits go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today bundle today at progressive.com canty The other thing, too, that you brought up during the break, which I think is just an excellent point, nobody's really considering. When you look at the Giants across the way, we're talking about all the different quarterbacks who are going to have to get paid this offseason behind Burrow and and Lamar and Hurts and Herbert and Daniel Jones. Well, the guy blocking at left tackle for Daniel Jones is going to have to get paid, too, and that's Andrew Thomas. Oh, there's no doubt about it. He's in that 2020 draft class, and
2: Andrew Thomas just made second team all pro, Carlin. And we had to it. T.J. Hushmanjada, who was just on the show, and he was talking about the Bengals when you draft somebody, and he turns out that he's a good player. He shows himself to be a baller. Then you got to keep that guy. You got to reward him on a long-term deal. Don't let that guy walk out of the building. Now, Andrew Thomas is just going to be contract extension eligible after this season. Carlin, you got to take care of this guy. Don't make him wait for his money because there are going to be other tackles that get to the free agent marketplace this offseason that are going to reset the market when it comes to the contracts. We just discussed Orlando Brown Jr. on the green list, the left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's probably going to become the highest paid tackle in all of football. If you're the New York Giants, don't you want to get your deal with Andrew Thomas done before that Absolutely. deal happens? It just seems like it would make sense, especially since the guy has shown that he's a really good player and deserving of the Giants making him a top five pick three seasons ago.
0: You just can't waste any time. You can't waste any time. and It doesn't, call him of-
2: here's the thing. It doesn't get cheaper and it no. doesn't get
0: easier. No. So go and- ahead
2: and do it when you as soon as you can do it and get it out of the way this guy is going to be your left tackle for the next decade that's a position that you don't have to worry about make sure that you take care of this player take care of him with his contract
0: give him the financial security long term all i can think about Canty, is the fact that if you don't pay a left tackle of this caliber you end up paying a left tackle the caliber of nate Solder. oh <laughs> oh, that, that's what happens. Yeah. So I don't think the Giants will screw around with this. I mean, I think they understand. They certainly have been in it recently enough to understand his importance. Greenie, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I'm getting plenty of support on Twitter for the miscommunication this morning. Many, many, many people are saying that I was 100% in the right uh, on the fact that I was <laughs> completely completely misled into believing that, in fact, Greeny was going to be here today to uh, be back in the saddle for hosting the show as opposed to uh, just starting the show with us today, hence why I am not in studio with Kennedy. And I cannot wait to share more thoughts and justifications uh, on this situation coming up. So many people, many people, yeah, many, many, many people. They're a loud lot of and people. they're wrong. Okay. So many people are saying this. It's, I mean, wow. my mentions are absolutely flooded. Flooded right now with support. And I I just, America, thank you. Up next, though, can one-star quarterback make more big plays than mistakes to get his team to the Super Bowl? That is after this word from our friends at AutoZone. If you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing or free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99 and they're the only place you can find proven, tough, or batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, filling in for Greeny today. We are coming to you live, at least one of us is, from the seaport. Yeah, because somebody decided they were actually
2: going to show up for work today. <laughs> See
0: that's And one bad. of us didn't. Yeah. Coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. In case you don't know what Cancy's talking about, uh, there was a miscommunication uh, for which I take. Some responsibility. No,
2: no, 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 no. I don't like the way you're framing this. And you're doing a lot of explaining. And as somebody once told me, when you find yourself doing a lot of explaining, you're usually on the losing side. So listen, just just wear the, hold on, just wear the L. It wasn't a miscommunication. You made an assumption. You were wrong. You know what people say when you assume. And that's just
0: what happened today. That's why you're not at the seaport with me. So here's what, just briefly, here's what happened. Uh, We got a text yesterday uh, there had been a discussion about Greeney joining us at the beginning of the show, uh, and that had been going on for a couple of days. Greeny on Tuesday had told me that his uh, coughing, which he has really been struggling with and has only been able to do really one show because of it, uh, has gotten better, and he may be back uh, sooner rather than later. We were scheduled for Thursday and Friday, or Wednesday and Thursday, in addition to doing Monday and Tuesday because of this. So uh, last night at 6 o'clock, I get a text, we all do, from Bubba that says, Greeny is good for 10 a.m. tomorrow, and that was me taking it to mean that Greeny was back for his show. Well, we'll We'll finish that off in just a few minutes and why I was right on that. But let's spend a little time on the Buffalo Bills side of the Bengals-Bills game this weekend with seven-time Pro Bowl special teamer Steve Tasker, who joins Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Right now on ESPN Radio. Steve, we appreciate the time. And just first of all, with everything that this season has brought for the football team, but more specifically this entire year for the city of buffalo just explain to us how that has strengthened the bond between that community and frankly just the pearl that they believe in that that is really representing them in the best way possible in the buffalo bills
1: yeah i think it's a relationship that's really grown strong it's just been a special season so far but you know a lot of people you know you got to know that if it, if they don't if they don't uh
6: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: If they don't, uh, you know, just go to the whole thing, if they don't win the Super Bowl or whatever, there's plenty of people who will understand why. I mean, it's been one uphill battle after another. It's been a community tragedy as much as it has been mm-hmm. tragedies within the team. Uh, tight end Dawson Knox lost his younger brother, 22, a college football player, to a un, uh, un, uh, sudden death um, in his dorm room. Um, and then the Damar Hamlin uh, incident, of course, as everybody knows about. There's been one one tragedy after another that has happened to the organization as well as the community, and it's been an ongoing process to um, get through all of those things. Uh, certainly this Damar Hamlin story, which took on a national presence, uh, it was a very, very difficult week after that Monday night game was canceled, a very difficult week here. And it was also a very difficult week leading into the Miami game as well, even though DeMar was out of the woods and and it all looked good for him. It was a very difficult week for this crew, uh, for this team to get through, but they did. And I think the Miami game, once they got through it, and now that they're back into the building to get ready for the Cincinnati team, you can feel it now Um, being a more normal time for this club. And I think they're back to their old selves.
2: Steve, you brought up all of the adversity that the community and the Buffalo Bills have been through over the last year. I mean, even going back to the mass shooting over the summer and uh, what you guys have been dealing with with the deadly snowstorms. I just, I got to ask this question with the upcoming opponent in the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, knowing what happened the last time these two teams played with DeMar Hamlin, how is this team going to compartmentalize that traumatic experience with the task at hand, which is trying to beat a very good Bengals team to punch their ticket to the AFC Championship game?
1: Well, I think one thing that that is really um, will help them do that is the fact that it's going to be in Buffalo instead of Cincinnati. Um, I don't think this team, I I think it would be a real problem if this game was back in Cincinnati once again. Um, I think that game really put a hex on this team's mental, uh, ability to compete against that team in that stadium. I think there's still some scar tissue there, but I think now that, uh, they are here in Buffalo, it's going to seem very different, uh, for this team. And the fact that some time has changed and probably DeMar will actually probably be, um, uh, in and around the building before the game. So that'll put it all to rest. I think that really helps this club get ready for this, um, if this game had been in Cincinnati, I think that would be a real issue. But there will be some. I don't, know question about it. There'll be some thought put into these guys. They're going to have to each every guy, each and every guy, is going to have to get his mind around going out and competing against this team where tragedy struck so, so you know, so recently in the past.
0: Steve Tasker, seven-time Pro Bowl special teamer, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Steve, the the team on the field. A lot has been made of the Josh Allen turnovers this year. How does he clean it up? How big of a concern is it right now?
1: Well, when are looking at the stats, uh, it's unbelievable to look at the stats and how they, they stack up. The Bills are 7-2 and two when they turn the ball over two-plus times. Um, I think they're 4-1 when they turn it over three-plus times. Um, it's it's an amazing stat when you think about how the Bills have overcome their own turnovers. Um, all other teams are twelve and sixty-two this season when they turn the ball over three or more times. The Bills are four and one. Uh, they don't mind it; uh, it doesn't bother them. Now, certainly, they don't want to do it, but they are overcoming that on a regular basis. Certainly, now Josh is in. I think the thing that really gets the Bills turnover-wise is more about fumbles than it is interceptions. I mean, uh, Allen has about as many – he has almost maybe even less than Mahomes has interceptions. Um, I think he has about as many or less than Joe Burrow has over the last two months. Uh, All these guys that you look at that are playing like this, Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, um, all the quarterbacks that are these up and coming, even uh, uh, Justin Herbert you kind of got to live with those interceptions because it's a throwing league and they're throwing it all the time. The fumbles are a problem. And, you know, the sack strip fumble last week that turned into a touchdown didn't hurt the Bills in the end, uh, although it gave the Miami Dolphins their first lead of the game. The Bills just kind of shrugged their shoulders, came back out, and kept slinging it. And they end up, a little bit after that, having another 10-point lead. Uh, So, yeah, the turnovers are a concern, but the Bills have shown the ability to overcome them. Uh, they don't worry about the interceptions. The fumbles, do, they do. And I'll say this, if the Bills do clean it up and they don't turn it over, nobody beats them. Uh, they are—they have got a big engine, and you need plays like that to beat them.
2: Steve, we saw this past offseason that the Buffalo Bills signed Von Miller for moments like we're about to see in the divisional round weekend going up against what a lot of people think is a top five quarterback in Joe Burrow. Now we know the Bengals are dealing with a lot of injuries along that offensive line, but without Von Miller, just exactly how does this Bills defense exploit the deficiencies that the Bengals have up front?
1: Yeah, their injuries on the offensive line really are uh, the issue. They're the question mark for the Bengals. And, and if this Bills team can't put pressure on Joe Burrow behind two starting offensive linemen and three backup offensive linemen, then, you know, you deserve to lose this game. Certainly, uh, Vaughn, they're going to miss Vaughn. They missed him when they, when they lost him to the, you know, to the knee injury at Thanksgiving. Um, he was a big presence and you're exactly right. They signed Vaughn Miller for games like this weekend and he's not going to be there. Um, it's a huge miss for the bills and he's, his presence is going to be missed. Um, I think on the other side of that, though, he has already had an effect on the young players on the squad. That you know, Greg Rousseau's Boogie Bashans, A.J. Epinesa, those guys really do, really have improved their game with Vaughn Miller sitting in the room with them, telling them and talking to them about what he thinks about them, techniques he uses, mindset, everything. Uh, Vaughn has really turned into a great mentor for that room. We'll see if it translates into this. They have played better. Uh, without Vaughn Miller in the lineup than they did without him last year. Uh, He has made a difference, and some of it is their own development as as they get deeper into their careers. But, yeah, there's no question this defensive line and and defensive front needs to play better against what could be three backups and two starters in the the Cincinnati offensive line. I think that's a huge storyline.
0: Steve, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the game this weekend.
1: Guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you.
0: Steve Tasker, seven-time Pro Bowl special teamer. He hosts One Bills Live on WGR up in Buffalo. Can't he listen? I mean, and and Steve knows this, too. The, the numbers about the turnovers are obviously a massive aberration. Um, the turnovers can not bother the Bills, I'm sorry, at some point, those things come home to roost. Yeah, you especially when around.
2: you're playing against better competition. Yeah. And, and the Cincinnati Bengals fit that bill. Matter of fact, it was a turnover that the Bengals' defense forced that turned the tide in that wild-card game against the Baltimore Ravens, right? Yep. The Tyler Huntley forced fumble at the goal line, Sam Hubbard scoops and scores, and that changed the complexion of that game. So turnovers do matter in the postseason – They just were able to get by a Miami Dolphins team because they were starting their third-string quarterback. So, yeah, I I think that could be a factor, Carlin. And one of the things that that people are talking about, and I think it can't be overstated, is the impact of the absence of Brian Dayball and what that's meant for Josh Allen because you're talking about a quarterback that set a career high with total turnovers, including the wild card game. He's now at
0: 22 turnovers on the season. That's a problem. Canty and Carlin in for greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Then there is the story of Trey Lance. And it has popped up in the last couple of days because of one hiring in the NFL. 49ers director of player personnel, Rand Carthon, is now the GM of the Tennessee Titans. Canty, Trey Lance posted an IG story, as you pointed out yesterday, with just the fingers crossed emoji uh, in relation to that, leading many of us to believe, well, he's hoping that his relationship with Rand Carthon will land him in Tennessee, where he would have a chance to be the quarterback again, based on what's going on here with Brock Purdy. Do you believe that Brock Purdy is going to be the 49ers starting quarterback next season.
2: I do, Carlin, because I do think that Brock Purdy is going to win against the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. And a lot has been made about how soft the 49ers schedule has been in the second half of this season and how Brock Purdy has been beating cupcakes in his six-game winning streak. But, Carlin, this is a step up in class as far as the competition is concerned. And if he can prove to make plays in a game like this and get his team to the Final Four, then all of a sudden it becomes more of a realistic uh, opportunity for Purdy to be the starting quarterback going into the next season for the 49ers. Think about it this way, Carlin. Brock Purdy is a rookie. Trey Lance will be going into his third year in 2023. Just as a matter of money, resetting the quarterback clock when it comes to the money at the position, it makes sense for the 49ers considering all of the guys that they're going to have to take care of with contracts. They're going to have to do something with Nicky Bosa. They're going to have to address Christian McCaffrey's contract. There are other players. Brandon Ayuk is another guy. They're going to have to look at his contract. There are a lot of guys that are in line for new contracts for the 49ers this offseason. Having a quarterback on a rookie deal as long as possible for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch makes a whole lot of sense, especially if that quarterback doesn't limit the ceiling or the potential for your team. The question becomes, can you compete at a championship level with Brock Purdy as your starting quarterback? If you get past the divisional round, if he beats the Dallas Cowboys, then I think you can say definitively, yes, you can compete for a championship with Purdy. So if
0: he – see, to me, uh, if you win this game this week, I, I'm with you. I, I think it it can't be winning in spite of quarterback play. That's the only thing that holds him back, right? And the 49ers defense is just that good. Um, but when you go beyond that, I, I'm looking at, at Trey Lance – potentially being the guy somewhere else next year. Yeah, they have to make a deal at that point. But I, I still wonder if Brady still ends up in the mix here somehow. If they get to the Super Bowl, he won't. No, okay? no. But if they get to the NFC Championship game and there's a turnover or two that are costly, you can't tell me it's not going to be a discussion. Yeah, so what we're saying
2: is this, right, Carlin? If Brock Purdy wins this weekend, that means Trey Lance is off the team going into 2023. If Brock Purdy wins two more games, then that means that Tom Brady is ruled out as a possibility and Purdy's your guy going forward no matter what happens in the Super Bowl. I think that's what's at stake for Brock Purdy in this postseason. An opportunity to unquestionably be the starter for the 49ers going into next season.
3: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast.
2: You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or... Watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
6: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI